welcome to Generation Y, my life. <laughs> I'm Casey. I'm Blake. And I'm <laughs> And this is the podcast where we look back at some of our favorite pop culture moments from our childhood. And this week, I'm actually looking back at one of my favorite pop culture moments from my childhood. Like, this is literally <laughs> top tier. I have been obsessed with it since the day I saw it. So, obviously, I'm talking about Josie and the Pussycats, the 2001 movie. Hey, Casey. It's an icon. Hey, Casey. What? Knock, knock. Whom's there? Backdoor lover. <laughs> Backdoor lover who? That's the end of the joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't have any more. <laughs> I mean, like, this movie has everything I want in a movie. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm not going to talk about it. But <laughs> that's I just it. Want you Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> I mean, I think that the thing that's interesting is that we are before our time. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, not only is this movie before its time, but like, we're cool because we watched this movie in 2001 and loved it. It it blew my mind when I found out that this movie was a flop. Because I, I literally watched it all the time. Like, yeah. so... The first time I think I saw it was on, like, a DVD. Like, we rented it from Blockbuster. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't remember... I remember marketing for this movie, been, like, hearing the songs on commercials and stuff, but, like, not knowing what it was about. And then renting it. And then me and my friends would rent it, like, once a month, if not more. And we would just order, like, a Little Caesars pizza and sit around and have, like, a movie day where we'd watch Josie and the Pussycats. Like, this was our go-to whenever uh, we didn't know what to do in high school. Hell yeah. And it was. <laughs> like, honestly, it was like, we don't know what to do. <laughs> Chelsea and the Pussycats Little Caesars. Perfect. <laughs> Amazing. What a great day. Um, I, and I've watched it multiple times a year ever since. This is like a perfect movie to me. I'm obsessed with it. I see no wrongs. <laughs> I have a confession good. to make. And my confession is that I didn't see this movie until maybe like four or five years ago. And Liz was actually, Liz exposed me to this movie. Uh, Liz um, is good at exposing things. Oops. Like a like a media journalist, not like a flasher. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were hanging out one night and we were bored and Liz was like have you seen this movie and I said no I haven't she goes you're a fucking idiot and she slapped me in the face with the DVD case and then put it in no it, I was just like I don't know I've always heard it's like good but I've just never seen it and then I think you like gave me a rundown of like the people in the movie I was like this sounds fucking amazing I have to watch yeah. this right now so what crazy. is this cast yeah right? I know this cast there's no perfect. reason this flopped yeah Liz, what about you? What was what's your background with the movie? I mean, so I speci- I definitely watched it when it came out. Like I, d- I also don't think I saw it in theaters. I think I had it on DVD or rented it or something. But then I was obsessed with the soundtrack, and I owned the soundtrack on a CD. And I, I had like a little purple boombox in my room, and I, like I for some reason like associate that. I mean, obviously, I feel like because Josie and the Pussycats is so purple, like all their logo and there's just like a lot of the stuff in this movie is purple because it's 2001 and and purple was a huge part of fashion. I feel like in that time. Um, so it's just like my boombox went with the CD and I literally can watch this movie and sing along to every single song in this movie. And I know almost all the words, like, because I listened to that CD so much as a kid that Mm -hmm. I just like anytime, like, it was funny because, Recently, my work, like our Slack channel, like they try to do like a question every once in a while where it's like, your favorite this or whatever. And somebody put like best movie soundtracks. And I was like, I posted this. <laughs> and then a bunch of people ads. were like, a bunch of people were like, hell yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 
Like, well. it's comprised of like all original music, and yeah. all of them are good. There's they no, are this movie has yeah. right. I feel like not that many fictional bands like in movies have good music, and I truly <laughs> feel like Josie and the Pussycat, like du jour, du jour is like <laughs> fine. It's very stupid and like du it's jour supposed is to be that way, but. Yeah. Josie and the Pussycats music is like actually really good. Yeah. Well, like, and I stand by the it. different music they play too has like the beats that you would listen to in an album. Like they have the slow song, mm-hmm. they have upbeat, they have like a stupid little pop number, and then they have like a serious like rocking jam. And I'm like, this, I I want to hear the mm-hmm. other like eight songs that should be on this album. Where where is this? <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you think when this movie came out that like Avril Lavigne was like shaking in her little platform booties like? <laughs> Because honestly, I think they she listened so to this good. and she's like, I, I know what I want to do with my life. <laughs> this is who I am now. <laughs> and then the same year she released her album. Uh. Yeah. So good. Uh, like, I, I don't know of like a better movie example of satire. Like, this is the best, I, maybe the best like satirical movie I've ever seen because it is so I funny. Know. But it also like gets the point across so well. And everyone is just like so invested in it it's great well and to me it's like talking about something like capitalism way before i feel like as a culture we were really talking about it like i mean like haha we joked about like product placement in wayne's world you know like stuff like that there were like little things but like where they were just straight up like talking about like oh well we can get teenagers to like um do this and then it helps the economy right like you know shit like that exactly i was like wow this yeah and i'm sorry i know i'm kind of cutting into probably what you're going to be talking about casey but like it i mean this it is what we're fucking blows my mind how topical it is now like it's just like holy shit in the amount of shows and stuff that i watch now where they have like overt product placement like in pretty little liars they literally <laughs> Well, that's just because you watch bad television, Casey. True. Oh, no. I think it was Younger. It was in the middle of Younger. They You're were not just making talking. this any like, better. I know. But, like, they're like, do you want some Dove chocolate? And they're like, I sure do. And they walk to a table that literally just has, like, this canister of Dove chocolate. It says Dove chocolate so big no. with a Dove chocolate thing next to it. And they, like, slowly unwrap. They're like, we're going to be bad and eat our Dove chocolate. And they eat it. They're like, it's so good. They're like, don't forget to take a few for later. And they grab it and I was like, this is just a commercial in the middle of this episode. Does it just, does it turn into one of the commercials where, like, they eat it and, like, you can tell the woman's having, like, a small orgasm? She's like, oh. Like the Herbal Essence commercials? Basically, I was bringing that up with someone they didn't remember it. I never am pleased by my husband, but when I eat this, it's <laughs> She's like, I am in my mid-50s and every, like, man, straight man of this time is the worst, but at least I have Dove chocolate. I may not be satisfied in my life, but this chocolate's going to satisfy me tonight. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, it's it's so good. Just also the product placement, the set design, like the the movie was so well, like just put together. Like the director yeah. and the whole team were so on the same page that like you could tell like props and sets and costumes and everyone was in on the storytelling and the gag and it's just such a good unified like movie which is just wild like even uh, i just had a lightning bolt moment which is how the fuck is this not a musical yet because this would be such a fucking good stage show 
and, and it so would easy be to do. easy to modernize because like really it's already like so topical like i said but like it like just make some of the references updated and you'd be like fucking golden like oh my you god just change in sync to like one direction and like yeah. the references and you'd be done you don't have to update anything else have they ever done any like other archie comics musicals like i like do you no, think that's now that might be like a hold up i mean i would be great you know might as well cash in on that i'd be fine if they did a riverdale musical based on the tv show well it's weird because riverdale has done musicals on the show like they did carry the musical there was like a whole thing did they also do like heathers they did like yeah i think so i i I don't watch i watched the first like season and a half of that show. i don't know these references but i have seen the number where they do milkshake on top of the diner and that that was actually a serve honestly (laughs) yeah it was great i going back to what what were we going back to what we were saying about the product placement uh i obviously i don't know how i would have reacted seeing this movie when it first came out but like half Mm -hmm. of these brands i definitely did not really know much about in 2001 and that's because i grew up in like podunk little kansas town (laughs) but like i had never been to a target in 2001 i had never been to a starbucks in 2001 like all of these like brands that are in the background and that keep getting them to hawk you know i was like Oh yeah, like I know what a Sam Goody is, or you know whatever at Capitol Records, yeah. but like I never have been to like half of these other places ever. So uh, it, it maybe it would have maybe would have been too much. Maybe it's a good thing that I waited. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, I am realizing now for listeners, um, maybe we should tell you a little bit about the movie. The movie, yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. and then we can talk more about product <laughs> placement because uh, it's so smart. So I have kind of a summary that's going on right now. Um, And we'll see, because I wrote it while we were talking before, having a little chit-chat. So, here we go. So, Josie, Val, and Melody uh, are a small-town band called the Pussycats, ooh, living in Riverdale. (laughs) Yes, the same Riverdale as Archie. Um, They're discovered by the mysterious Wyatt, who signs them to his label Mega Records. He sweeps them away to New York City and launches them into mega stardom in less than a week. They meet the interesting Fiona, head of Mega Records, and unbeknownst to Josie and friends, Fiona and Wyatt, working in tandem with the U.S. government, are using subliminal messaging in their music to brainwash the masses into buying various products, which is where the product placement all comes in. Um, When Josie and team catch on to this ploy, Fiona and Wyatt kidnap Val and Melody and blackmail Josie into performing a stadium concert that will be live streamed all over the world and will brainwash people, which is bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is that i guess yeah um apparently i thought i had to add that luckily <laughs> thought to be dead boy band du jour arrives in time to distract the baddies so josie and the pussycats could get the upper hand after val and wyatt are arrested the group performs the concert um just without the mind control and stuff's like kind of chill and good and that's literally exactly how i wrote it <laughs> generation mean... why am i like this is the best <laughs> podcast out there <laughs> Generation Why I Like This is brought to you by Target, Starbucks, Foot Locker. Um, so literally the the movie is about them brainwashing people to like sell products and product placement and whatnot. And when we say like the set design and everything has so much product placement, it's not that the products are sitting there. They literally have like tied bottles glued onto walls, but looking like yeah. stylized. So it looks like it's supposed yeah. to make sense. Like giant paintings of like McDonald's inside of their hotel rooms. Like, Everything is so well designed I would stay at that hotel. for the product placement. I'd yeah, be like hell yeah, it's let's so go. Good. Dude, but... Du Jour's playing at the very beginning is like 
covered Iconic. in fucking like Target pillows and Target everything, and then Question. bounce is just like like bounce dryer sheets or just. Like, yeah it's glued to the wall it's so good perhaps the most important question of the movie do we think the monkey survives do we see the monkey yeah the monkey's in a cast on the yeah the one guy walks in and it's like his cast and then there's like a cast of the monkey Uh on his arm when the one guy throws the cane he throws the cane at the the monkey (laughs) okay yeah, yeah okay um yeah so it starts off too with Dijor. They're in a plane flying, and well, actually, it starts off with them recreating was the Backstreet Boys um, music video where yeah. they're like getting onto a plane and like singing in front of a crowd of like screaming girls. Um, which my favorite is they're interviewing people in the crowd, and there's a guy who's like, I love Dijor. They're great. They're, you know, I love them. Uh, I love them like brothers. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every time it cracks me up. Um, but then they get onto a plane. And they're all having, like, little tips and fights about so many stupid things. And it's, like, I can't remember all their names. I know it's Seth Green. It's yeah, Turk Seth Green from and Scrubs. Breckenmeyer. Yeah, Breckenmeyer. Yeah. I don't know who the fourth one is. I didn't recognize them. But... Yeah, it's the main, the guy that's kind of, like, the main guy of Dujour is, like, somebody that I don't recognize necessarily. But then, no. yeah, um, the rest of them are. Oh, my. First of all, the thing I love about them is that they aren't really, like, traditionally attractive people. Like, <laughs> It's like I, I think Seth Green is adorable, and I think Breck and Meyer is adorable. So but like, I would yeah. wreck Breck and Meyer. Breck and Meyer. I mean, Seth Green can fucking get it. <laughs> if you've seen Without a Paddle, whenever he is shirtless in a stream, dude's mm. fucking rich. I just gotta say, he can get it. And I mean, even Anywho. like Turk from Scrubs yeah. is yeah, like not really like fine. traditionally like they're all kind of goofy looking, like goofy cute. You know what well, I mean? Like it's because they cast like comedians instead of boy band people, which exactly. is why it's so fucking funny. Exactly. The scene is so stupid. <laughs> like arguing about the monkey shitting everywhere <laughs> and yeah. like you gotta clean it up. And the faces on their Coke cans because they Yeah. Oh you you do this you do my face. Do my, <laughs> it's so stupid. Um but I love so they essentially ask Wyatt like hey we found this stuff in like this track of our song we don't know what it is and it's like conform by tide by Anita's shoes um it's done Mr. by Mr. Movie, Movie Phone, Phone. Yes. yeah exactly <laughs> you slept with him <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and then I, I just love so then Wyatt's like hmm that's weird that's so strange and then he goes talk to the pilot and they like jump out the plane so then like <laughs> Dejour's plane is crashing, and just the one guy's like, Dejour meets family. Dejour meets seatbelts. Yeah. <laughs> meets grass positions. It's so stupid and so funny. And that's just how the movie also, starts. Like, we just get thrown into it. Uh-huh. I feel like we really quickly do need to talk about who Wyatt is. Yes. Because it's Why Alan Cumming. Oh, Alan Cumming, yes. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean, like, because we haven't said, like, that actor, and I just oh, yeah. fucking... Alan yeah. Cumming this... and Parker Posey as, like, yeah. the evil villains oh. are, like, the fucking best thing in the universe, so... Like, yeah. yeah, I liked both of them before I saw this movie, but this is what actually made me, like, fall in love with these actors, yeah. especially Parker Posey. Oh, I would literally God. walk around so much and just... <laughs> Like she throws a party for uh, Josie and the Pussycats, and she's like, "Let's go back to my room and let's go be girls," and does like, this little <laughs> hand thing underneath her face, and just like runs into a room. 
oh my gosh. And she's like, has all these snacks and everything out for them. And she picks up one Pringle and what puts it on her yeah. plate and goes to eat it. And she's like, I'm so fat. A, I'm, she's, I'm such a I'm pig. Such a pig. <laughs> I'm just a pig. <laughs> With these giant paintings of her face all around the room. I wanted to be her, honestly. She's an icon. She's so great. <laughs> I love her. And all of, all of her outfits. Oh like, yeah. They're so ridiculous, but honestly, like the fucking so feather good. one is my Yeah, favorite. I was just about to say the one that has the yeah. little like things with the feathers floating off yeah. of it. So good. Well, because you find out that not only are they like brainwashing people, but they have like a secret underground layer where they've hired all these people to come up with new trends of what's the cool thing to buy. Like yeah. you know, red's the new pink and like oh, what's <laughs> the feathers the are the new rhinestones. What's the word and they're trying to get to be popular? Jerkin. 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 Dude, like, that's whoa. jerkin. Um, right, <laughs> dude, that's jerkin, dude. Uh, that's jerkin. But I love the little touch from the costume designer that we have the scene where they're all talking about like all the cool new things, and they literally say that feathers are the new rhinestones. And then the next scene, we see Val; she has the big like feather collar thing on because that's the cool new thing. Uh, Fiona, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, Fiona. <laughs> and fine. so she's just like she has this collar that has like these giant strands that are attached to like little feathers, and that's she like so flips good. around, she hits people in the face. <laughs> But like that, those little touches just make me so happy in this movie because mm-hmm. like they're just on it. This production team is so good, and it's wild for such a weird slapsticky movie. <laughs> just to be so thoughtful. I mean, but I think it like all comes together to make it like that great of a movie. Like those little touches, yeah. they all really add up. So I don't know how much like background info you have on the movie, but like I was like reading a little bit Good about town. it and stuff. And so the director of this also directed a very Brady sequel, which makes so much fucking sense to me. Yes, because it does. it's wow. such a similar like style of comedy, I feel like. And I mean, it's taking another obviously very well known like thing like the Brady mm-hmm. Bunch and like Josie and the Pussycats and turning it into this modern, very silly, funny thing. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that because I feel like nowadays when we take a property, it's like. Let's make it like the dark, serious, brutal yeah. version of that. But for some reason, the late '90s and early 2000s, like, what if we made it campy? And I was like, this is what's great. <laughs> I was, I was so literally about to say, no one knows the definition of camp anymore, and that is very, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, very apparent when you look at like the year the Met Gala did camp. I was like, no one knows what camp means no. anymore. And like when we try, even when we try to do like silly comedies nowadays, they're just like a little too, a little too earnest, you know? Yeah. People use camp all the time to just mean like it's bad, but I'm laughing because it's so bad. But I'm like, no, 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 no. I feel like someone on RuPaul's Drag Race actually said it the best at one point, which like not that they're the epitome of everything, but drag queens know what they're talking about. But it truly was like, you know, something so well inside and out that you can make fun of it 100%. So, you know, like all those beats, it's like a well-researched exaggeration of what reality is. And that's what makes it so funny and so perfect. And when people do say that stuff is camp now, they're are just like, uh, just a bad joke. And I'm like, that's not camp. Yeah. It yeah. needs to make fun of it. It's self-referential. It's yeah. over the top and big. It's not just bad. It's not so bad. It's good. I yeah. mean, that we can be campy because we're inside of a joke making fun of something that's so bad. It's good. Like Trolls 2. That's a campy movie yeah. now. But it's because it's <clears throat> so funny to make fun of. The Room. That's a campy movie as well because it's so funny to make fun of. Yeah, but uh, I get mad about it. I hate how people use camp these days. <laughs> it's yeah. my hill. I stand on it. 
Um, but yeah, I also saw that, uh, so Rosario Dawson plays Val, and I saw that apparently Beyonce, Aaliyah, and uh, Lisa Left Eye Lopez all auditioned for that part. And I'm what? like, that's fucking wild that Rosario, I mean, I love Rosario Dawson in this, and I think she's fucking great. Yeah. But like, wild that she got it out of the three of, I mean, wow. I'm obviously well, don't know if they turned it down or whatever, but. No, it said that she actually beat them out for the part of the thing that I read because oh, they're okay. like, we want this to be a funny movie. So we need comedians. And they're like, yeah, Beyonce took true. it. She was too um, shy and soft spoken. Like Lisa left eye Lopez was like too serious with the role. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forget who the third person was. Who'd you say? Aaliyah. Aaliyah. I think Aaliyah there also like she was trying to be too serious, but then yeah. I'm sure Aaliyah would have turned it out though. Damn. Oh yeah. yeah. But also R&D. like, uh, her and Lisa left eye Lopez. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, no one traveled. But yeah, it was a... Um. Uh, what a cast. Because here's the thing. I think it's interesting because Rosario Dawson, obviously, I would say, is now the most... Like, has the best career out of the three of these. Excuse women, me? I would say. Better than Tara Reid? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have you seen Sharknado? Is that the one Sharknado she's in? Sharknado yeah. 1 through yeah. 5 or whatever the one is. <laughs> yes, I, I've seen most of them. Yes, actually. Yeah. And they're not good, and she's not good at them. But, um, yeah. you know what? At least she's still culturally re- relevant, and she's having a good time. So that's, like, all that matters. She's actually but... really good in this movie. Like, I think... Like, oh, yeah. She's, she's so fucking perfect in this movie. Yeah. And, like, I don't think it's just that she was stupid as a person. Like, no. Like, these are acting choices, and she's doing them really well. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why, like... And this isn't to discredit her because she does do such a good job. But I'm like, the casting director was perfect for this. Because think how easy it would have been to throw a Beyonce or someone into this. But they're like, no, we want Rosario Dawson because she's like the funny side of the group. She's great. Mm -hmm. And also like the direction is just so on point that you're like, I don't know. I I wasn't on set, but I can only assume that it was really like guiding people to get the best performance out of them. Because everyone's on it. While we're talking about... The casting being great. I want to give a special shout out to the best person in this entire movie, who is Missy Pyle. I yes. love Missy Pyle so much. Anything Missy Pyle touches, I'm just like obsessed with it. Uh, I still like. They're like, I was watching why are this. you here? Because I'm in the comic. <laughs> I was in the comic. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I, I'm obsessed with that line too because she just throws it away. Like it's so matter yeah. of fact. She's yeah. like, well, it's because I'm in the comic. What? Oh, nothing. <laughs> so good. And like, like she's so good at everything. Like um yes. Galaxy Quest, she's a superstar. Oh my god. Yes. Um yeah, I saw her on um off Broadway in Bear when they did it when they did it at New World Stages. She was like the head numb, so which jealous. sucks because like they very much whitewashed that part. But she was really good yeah. at it. And they rewrote her song. But at the same but... time they made it less racist. <laughs> mm, yeah, fair point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's still not good but i was like yeah, oh, yeah at least you got rid of the song i still love um, her and there's also i think there's a new york city drag queen that is named pissy miles and it makes me giggle every time amazing <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so good <laughs> yeah missy pile is like the antagonist sister of their manager that just like makes fun of josie and the pussycats all the time yeah but and not the villain i love her for it but not the villain yeah but she is like and she's also like in text. love with the the guy that Alan M. Yeah, Alan M. Who, by the way, fucking sucks. I just want to say, Alan M. sucks in this movie because he doesn't say that he cares about Josie until after she's fucking famous, which I think is lame. Like, 
Also, when she comes out in that outfit and he's all like, whoa, you look amazing. And I'm like, she looks the fucking same that she did in every other outfit. Yeah, she's ever like she's watched. Rachel like, Lee Cook. She's stunning. Like, shut up. Right. I'm like, her hair has not changed in this entire fucking movie. And her makeup <laughs> they spent like five hours same. giving her a makeover and she looked exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> they literally took like a comb and just brushed out one section really far and it's like super gelled so it just sticks out and they're like, done. And I was like, this is so perfect. <laughs> I love it. The whole makeover was hilarious because they really don't look that different whenever they leave. No. Yeah. I was like, great. Um, but also, can we talk about the fashion in this? Because it's like perfectly 2001 fashion, but yes. also like it it's good. Like it just pops off. And I'm like, how are you doing this right? Tara Reid only wears like bandana tops the entire movie. And I'm like, like you did it. <laughs> Yeah. It's a it's an excellent time capsule of like Y2K fashion. It's so good. It is, yes. I would say yeah. most I, Gen Z kids of today would take note of this and Yeah, and this is this is it as purest yeah. form. This is what it's supposed to be, not like yes. the filtered version, which is fine. I know we always adapt trends when they re- are revived, exactly. but yeah. yeah, this is what yeah. it is. Yeah, when people say time. Y2K fashion, this is the film that I think that they should be looking at to be yeah, like we're Parker Posey's dress. feather dress. Come on. Oh my gosh. Or the big polka dot ones. Ugh. Or the outfit where she just safety pins like the logo like a billion to Omega times. Records over in the thumbs. <laughs> yeah. It's so, yeah, it's good. so good. Well, even the first one is like this metallic-y like dark blue leather piece that has all of these like frayed edges on it just like put together and I'm like, this is honestly stunning. <laughs> like there's no right for any of this to work and it's just, it teeters on the line of being like hideous but like just just working yeah that's exactly what y2k fashion was yeah even like the prints somehow they dress them up as josie and the pussycats like they should with like the leopard print and like the ears and i'm like how are you selling me on this concept of like if i saw this band i'd be like they're fucking cool as shit oh i talked to my mom earlier today and i promised her i would give her cat a shout out because her cat's name is josie this geriatric like 16 year old cat who's sweet but her cat's name is josie and i was like oh that's that's fun to mention that is cute i had a cat named josie too she was so angry (laughs) oh no she's the angriest little cat um r.a.p r.a.p josie i the fashion i'm just i just want to say it one more time it's so good the hairstyles the body glitter like everyone literally jumped into oh a vat of body glitter yes. before every scene, especially the like the rhinestoning their skin on top of the body glitter. <laughs> That's a talent, right there. It is. I was just watching. Also, like, all, I think all the music videos are like so good because they. I mean, because you mentioned the du jour one being referential, but then they like are washing a car at one point or something. Yeah, and that's like so that time. I mean, like you have all those Paris Hilton ads for parties or whatever the fuck i mean like it's just very everything feels so they just did such a good job like capturing that time the why do you do what you do to me baby i don't know the name of the song but there's the part where they're like doing like poses and so like the filming is kind of like jumping so it looks so so like for some reason (laughs) but i'm like that's exactly what the a music video would look like at that time like they Mm -hmm. nailed it they got everything so perfect i even love like when they're in riverdale it feels like such a small town like in the midwest like it feels very specific they even show like the mall Mm -hmm. and what it looks like and like this old burnt out the house bowling alley yeah the houses and then their house that's like (laughs) 
dilapidated in the middle of this like suburb mm-hmm. but then like the juxtaposition of all of that and then when they go to new york city i was just like i love these details i'm just like truly obsessed even the advertising of what they do in the small town is like so very smaller scale and like bland whereas like it's so pristine and clean and over the top in new york city like it's also it's like <sighs> new york city circa 2001 uh plus like running man where oh no marathon man <laughs> is it marathon man Marath- the one where they have the taco bell and oh. it i demolition man demolition demolition man. There's, man. Many men. there's too many men you need to get yeah, i've been saying there that is. for decades um that's funny that you say that because blair and i always joke about this is totally off topic but we joke about Perfect. there's a lot of books that came out like a few years ago that were like the whispering man the tall man the this man and we were like like we would be like oh a new book in the man series just came out like <laughs> honey the, it was the, just like the latest property in the man verse just dropped yeah like, running fuck. man uh. um, <laughs> um okay really quick i feel like i need to point out this reference that i did not get until i watched it today so there's a Romeo and michelle high school reunion reference in this movie that i have never noticed before but um, Alan Cummings is in obviously Romeo and Michelle and he is like a billionaire in Romeo and Michelle and like ends up being able to be like fuck you to like everybody at the reunion because he's like super rich now and in yes. the movie like he's like talking to Josie and the Pussycats and he's like the best part about becoming famous is that you can like the people that you hate in high school like are obsessed with you or whatever because like the girls like come over and he goes most of us have to wait until our 10 year high school reunion before we can do that and I was like fuck it's a fucking reference and like i never (laughs) got that before today and i was watching and i was like hey like i don't know i just really like that never thought of that that's really fun i do love though those girls that show up at the door like screaming and like the fish eye lens that's going on that (laughs) just makes them look so out of control um oh my gosh i also just have to say (laughs) jumping back to missy pyle Always. It always comes back to Missy Pyle. Yeah. So they're still in Riverdale. And Josie and the Pussycats are like splitting a single pack of ramen because that's how poor they are, which I love that little touch. Um, And they're like insulting Missy Pyle and Missy Pyle's insulting them back and forth. And then they're like, oh, Missy Pyle, your fly's down. And then she looks at it and is and she's like, well, you, <laughs> you suck. You suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it kills me every time. I don't know why. She just... She just delivers it so well. You suck. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's many other uh, like cameos, but I do feel like we need to talk about the Carson Daly cameo because oh my god, a plot point in this movie is that Josie at one point like they so they decide Josie is like the lead of the band because originally it's just the Pussycats and they end up doing Josie and the Pussycats instead because they're like they need somebody to like like the most or whatever basically (laughs) and so they keep making val feel bad basically (laughs) well they're trying to break up the band yeah which i don't really get i'm like why do they want to do that like i feel like at that point they're not trying to he's just an asshole (laughs) yeah i don't really understand what they're trying to do i think that i don't know something in my head made me think that they they knew that josie was easier to manipulate than val and so they were like "Well, we'll cut we'll cut val and just keep Josie and have her be like the star. Yeah. I don't know. I did like though when they're like bands that have like a name in the title do better than bands that don't. Because the Pussycats like 
that's just two words that doesn't work. And they're like, what about like the doors or the beetles? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, well, uh, (laughs) but so they end up deciding that they're going to kill Val and Melody and like make it seem like it's an accident so that then Josie looks like this poor person that, oh, you got to love her now, blah, blah, blah. And (laughs) so they are like, Hey, Val and Melody, you got invited to be on TL TRL. And they're like, Carson Daly's gonna be there. And like Tara Reed, by the way, at the time was dating Carson Daly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were a couple. And so, like, uh, anyways, fucking Carson Daly's there to murder them. (laughs) And it's so fucking funny. Yeah, they get to the studio and it's just like a very it's like a fake backdrop and like like cardboard, uh, cardboard TVs, like yeah, everything's a cardboard cutout. Yeah, and there's cardboard <laughs> yeah. cutouts of celebrities, and they're like, "Who is this?" And like this black guy comes up, and he's like, "Hi, I'm Carson Daly." And they're Carson like, Daly. Uh... "I'm Carson Daly." Check the nails. <laughs> and then the real Carson Daly comes out, and then like pull out baseball bats, and they're like, "We're gonna kill you!" And it's wild. And of course, Tara and then... Reed and real Carson Daly are like paired against each other, fighting to the death. Yeah. And then she's like, I would never date someone like you. And then she winks at the camera. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, the other thing that's funny is, well, also like definitely of its time because the black guy ends up doing all these like, uh, like impressions while he's doing it. Does that Bill yeah. Cosby one? And I was like, Ooh, but uh, it's a good, it's a good impression. It's, a but good it's just Cosby. a problematic impression. You know? Well, but I mean, it's just that he sucks. Now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the pudding pops. Rosario Dawson though being like that's a horrible impression you should be ashamed of yourself that's bad Uh, (laughs) it's so fucking funny I don't is there any other like big cameos like that I think he's probably the biggest cameo Uh, right well they do oh Eugene Levy pops up to explain oh my god God. yes I forgot about that they so they create a whole video to explain how Mega Records is brainwashing essentially like teenagers because they have all this extra income and they can spend it on whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And I do love that <laughs> it starts with Eugene Levy, like, "Hi, I'm Eugene Levy, star of screen <laughs> and film." And then like a PA hands him a thing, and he's like, "I said espresso," and like hands him back the coffee, <laughs> and they walk away. It's like. I love it. He's perfect. And of course, Mr. Movie Phone and his voice is there. Yeah. Um, the one lady oh that was from MTV News that I don't remember her name, but. Oh, yeah. So she's iconic. pre-recorded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I do. I always love the touch that they're like, the way that we explain whenever someone finds out about our plot and we have to kill them is that we've mm-hmm. created a highly rated TV show and it's VH1's behind the music. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it's there to just like explain why these people had horrible lives and why you shouldn't trust anything that they say. Well, and it's weird because they like purposely put on one of those VH1 behind the music's like in Val's room, and it's like a guy mm-hmm. talking about how like he was forgotten about in his band Captain or whatever. Because they like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, and like it's like because they do a lot to make Val feel bad, which I that's the only thing that I don't totally understand with their scheme, but it doesn't really matter. But like. Yeah. It, they always said friends first, but that didn't last. <laughs> I know. Uh, oh, fuck. I also love, so there's a moment whenever, because they, they really want to divide the pussycats. So not only were they like, we're going to murder Tara Reed and Rosario Dawson, but they're like, Rachel Lee Cook as Josie, we're going to, I don't know why I had to explain that part. Um, we're going to brainwash her into thinking that she should be a solo artist and that she's yeah. the one who carries everything. And... <laughs> 
<laughs> just I love so much whenever she's like insulting them whenever they survive and they're like Josie Kirsten Daly just tried to kill us and they're brainwashing people using our music and she's like what do you mean by our music music <laughs> <laughs> like that's what she latches on to I will for our, uh, forever always love to her just being like Owen oh, Val who's a rock star I am <laughs> <laughs> Was that you as a kid? Oh. Did you say that all the time? In my brain, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Puppies oh. turn into dogs who get old and die. And that's what she <laughs> says to upset Tara Reed, who yeah. leaves the room crying. And the way she runs out. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, Tara Reed being an idiot in this movie is, like, she's so fucking funny at it. And, like, so at towards the end of the movie, they're, like, trying to get Josie to go on stage because she doesn't want to go because she's figured out their plot. And so they're like, they like reveal like a car all of a sudden. Uh. And like Tara reads like, oh my God, Val, you want a car? <laughs> and then like, <laughs> and then they're like, no, she didn't. And she's like, I want a car. <laughs> and like, yeah. she's so fucking. I and then they do that Orla. MTV news thing where it's like, Val and Melanie from Josie and the Pussycats just died in a terrible car, rat, car crash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that they like trap them in the car though but it's on the revolving stage and so like they have to like run around it to keep talking to them it's so good yeah just just walking around um i do like earlier in the film though so we find out that the guy from du jour because they survived the plane crash was mm-hmm. trying to like warn them and he did it by sneaking into tara reed's hotel room and writing on her mirror and lipstick like aware of the music or something yeah and so she like comes out and she like screams when she sees the message and then she slowly walks up to it and then she picks up lipstick and she puts a smiley face in like the middle of an O. <laughs> yeah. and she's like, there we go. <laughs> and then when at the end of the movie, when he reveals that like the guy from DuJour did it, she's like, oh, DuJour was in my DuJour bathroom. Was in my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so she's, good. she's perfect in this. Yeah, um, yeah she really she's is. so fucking funny. I'm just, I don't know. I can't sing the praises of this movie enough. I'm. I hope this is. <laughs> a listenable episode because we jumped so much it's great i mean we're discussing all over it's it's fantastic i yeah. love that the like so big gushy. twist at the end though where they're doing the concert um and they know it's so like the idea is that they have these like little cat headband things headband. that are supposed like to like what casey's wearing right now yeah pretty much and it's supposed to That's like why i have them amplify honestly. <laughs> the subliminal messages to them in a live concert and like over television and internet also can you imagine what the internet video quality would have been in 2001 for a live streamed concert it would have been terrible. <laughs> um, i was thinking that too this time watching i was like can you imagine paying like pay-per-view prices to live stream this concert yeah. and i was like it's gonna cut out so much it would be so <laughs> shitty and anyway like the whole they discover that the they destroy the machine and but it's like playing the message that's supposed to go out and it's basically like um What's the what's Parker Posey's name? Character name? Fiona. 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 They're like Fiona. Fiona is great. She's so cool. <laughs> Fiona <laughs> is jerkin. <laughs> yes. Fiona is so skinny. <laughs> all the girls want to be her best friend, and all the guys want to date her. <laughs> That's the big plot. It's just yeah. to make her seem cool. Still pretty and popular. Um, I know it shouldn't be funny that she has a lisp, and that's like why she didn't have friends but i can't help it here she's so pretty and popular and does not laugh that is short just her doing this sad monologue about her life just and taking out the flipper to reveal her other teeth yes 
Uh, and yeah. then we find out that Wyatt went to the same He's... school as Fiona. Wyatt, <laughs> He's... He was an albino who was also like made fun of, and that's why he was doing this too. And he like well, and then also all of a sudden he just has like a huge <laughs> belly, and he's like, oh. Can I say <laughs> so because he's albino, so they like covered him in makeup. So like yeah. he does a makeup remover, quote unquote, thing to show that like his skin's actually white, and he's been wearing makeup the whole time. And he like takes off a wig to have like white hair underneath. But when he opens up his shirt to show his it- belly, <laughs> literally until this viewing, I have seen this movie countless times. I thought he was wearing a t-shirt because it's so white. And I was like, oh no, that's his belly. That's <laughs> oh, just a little yeah. tum that poked out. That's, yeah. that's not a white t-shirt. No, that's his, that is, that's his white ass belly. Yeah, it's just a white ass belly. White ass Wally. <laughs> white ass Wally, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, uh, she's like, but you were British. She's like, I've been faking my accent the whole time. <laughs> I thought it would make me seem cooler. <laughs> oh. oh. It's beautiful. So I did just want to touch on, because I think this is wild, um, that uh, we obviously have a love fest. We love this movie so much. But critics did not. People did not like this movie. It flopped. It's because they didn't get it. That's the thing is that I, from what I read, it's like they didn't understand. How how the fuck do you not understand this movie? I don't know. But even so, um, they had like, I think it was like $43 million was the budget. And they only recouped like $14 million. Um, so they didn't even get like yeah. half of their budget back. Um, yeah, it like bombed, bombed. And then I was reading, and so on Rotten Tomatoes, it holds a fifty-three percent still to this day. Apparently, on Wrong. Metacritic, it has a forty-seven. Wrong. And um, <laughs> exactly. And Robert Ebert gave it a half star. Wrong. Wrong. Okay, this is what's wrong with the what? world today. Like, I don't think yes. Trump would have been president if people would have liked this movie. <laughs> like, honestly. <laughs> Like bad, it's it, it the, to get it. the bad timeline didn't start with Reagan and started with Josie it started with fucking people not watching well, this movie. <laughs> here's the thing: is that Reaganomics actually leads straight into the bad reviews of Josie and the Pussycats because this is a movie that attacks consumerism and attacks capitalism yeah. directly. Yeah. And Reagan's yep. ghost came back alive. I don't know if he's dead or not in 2001. I don't care about him. Piss on him. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah, and he like embodied the spirit of Robert Ebert and gave it half a star. Mm. I think Reagan's ghost yeah. was the downfall of this movie. Well, maybe it was also part of the conspiracy. Maybe Josie and the Pussycats was telling the truth and yeah. big entertainment was like, oh no, we have to tank this movie so people don't watch it and find out. Which <laughs> I will say at the end, because the U.S. government turns on Mega Records. Yeah. And they arrest him. They're like, someone has to take the fall for this. Anyway, we found out that messaging is actually easier through movies than it is through music. And then it's like, Justin the Pussycats is the best movie yeah. ever. And then it's like, join the Such army. A good... <laughs> <laughs> Such a good... Oh, oh also for the product placements, they were not paid for any of those. They just put them in there and did it. Well, yeah, I mean, also... I guess it technically is putting them in a negative light somewhat. So, I mean... Yeah. I mean, but it's but still it like... in there. Exactly. <laughs> it's like you think Target would have been like cool. Um, not because they're cool, but because like it doesn't directly affect Target. Um, but I was like, that's just neat for them too to be like, we're doing a thing criticizing capitalism. And whether they did this in the meeting or not, but they're like, So we're not gonna take all these products money to like fund the yeah. movie that we're making. That is cool. Um Yeah, it's neat. Um also if you have a chance, you can always piss on um Reagan's uh grave. 
Yeah. I just want to throw that out there. It's not illegal. <laughs> it's actually I mean, supported. I would say it is illegal because you are urinating in public, but. Yeah. This podcast supports you, not financially, but um, just like we'll give you a big old thumbs up if you piss on them. <laughs> I just want to say that, especially Nancy Reagan's, the piss queen. <laughs> Go piss girl. Um... Go piss girl. I okay, so we're gonna start the campaign to make a musical of this, right? Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, I'm down to clown. We'll start a uh, Casey. GoFundMe. You can do the all the design. I can cast and direct, Thank you. and Alec, you can run the production. Great. Yeah, I like you got this. it. Um, <laughs> great. Who's did you say you're gonna write it, Liz? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can write it too. Okay, I'll, well, I'll Alec can help, help with the music. It's already there. Yeah. <laughs> we won't contact any of the original people. I'm not gonna put make any sheet music. I'm just gonna play the clip in the movie and be like, learn that. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you looking at me? It's already there. <laughs> right. Uh so Casey, why are you like this? Um because I gay? love buying things um so much. <laughs> I love Target and Starbucks Target. like so much. <laughs> um this is one of the gayest straight movies of all time. Like, what do you mean by straight? Well, like a movie I mean that's not straight. specifically about gay people. Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is overtly queer without honestly having any like queer undertones. Like mm. the closest we get are close female friendships. Um, besides yeah. that, it's pretty hetero, but it does not feel hetero. <laughs> Georgie, Hi, Georgie, the dog, is here to listen to my <laughs> thoughts. Um, because I'm really smart and clever, just like this movie, but like, I'm fun and I have a good time and okay. people say that my fashion's great and I look better covered in body glitter. <laughs> Casey is amazing. <laughs> they look super skinny. Everybody mm-hmm. loves Casey. Honestly, I identify with Fiona because if I could, I would have brainwashed the masses so I could have had a friend. <laughs> Liz, what did Georgie think of the movie? Did he watch it with you? Um, he did actually. Uh, I was doing a puzzle and he was hanging out and we were watching the movie. And Aww. I would say that he enjoyed it. You know, it, nice. he kind of slept through a lot of it, but. but uh, it was Georgie's yeah. first time watching the movie. That's a lot to take in, honestly, for yeah, a dog. It's a lot. I mean, he's so and young. And they talked still. about how dogs get old and die. How they get old and die. And I just had to be like, <laughs> you just don't like, listen to that. You part. Just, no. <laughs> you just said that right to him, like <laughs> she tried to cover her mouth so that it was like not in his face, and then it was. <laughs> okay, oh. amazing. Um, where is it? So, thinking of dogs, before we wrap up the podcast, I'd like to let you know that you can find us on Instagram at Why Am I Like This Podcast. I stopped reading. <laughs> That's why the pause happened. I just looked at a completely different spot for no reason. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So you could find us on Instagram at Why Am I Like This Podcast or Facebook on our generational Why Am I Like This fan page. If you'd like to reach out to us, we also have an email, which is why am I like this at gmail.com. <laughs> Follow us. Uh, and don't forget to rate, <laughs> review, subscribe, <laughs> take selfies with your dog, and <laughs> and um oh tell us what like subliminal messages you would mind wash the youth yeah. of America with. Oh, yeah. If there's one thing that you would force people to buy more of, what would it be? Mm. That's a great question. Mm. 
like can it just be something we want to support yeah Hmm. yeah sure yeah sure um i would say like local queer coffee shops because they're hard Mm. to sustain so i think you should buy coffee from a local queer coffee shop to yeah. provide a safe space for queer people. Is that too political sounding? Because it's honest. No. I would I would probably say like physical books from independent booksellers. So like Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, so helping oh. queer people's not good, but books is less. Is that what you're saying? Oh no, I'm just saying that's probably <laughs> what like, I would say. I can't say. relate to queers, but I can <laughs> I don't care what no, happens to those F words, but good. books, we need to support them. <laughs> I can't drink coffee from the queers. Um, I would say for me, it would be like local restaurants and stuff. Mm. I think like, well, and I mean, obviously I do love my local movie theater. So I would tell people to go see. Oh, yeah. Go see movies local at local theaters. Yeah. What's an industry that's dying? Besides Applebee's. (laughs) Yeah, movies. That's what I'll honestly, don't let movie theaters go. It's the only thing I like to do socially. Newspapers. (laughs) Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're dying. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's do some many good things, shall we? Okay. okay. Who would like to start? Who's who's feeling many and good? Uh, I mean, I'm ready to go. I have some things go. that are many and good. Um, and by that, I mean, I've been seeing a shit ton of theater lately. Um, both things Ooh. that were planned <laughs> and not planned. Um, but I've seen some really, really fantastic things. Um, and all of these... Uh, are currently on Broadway. If you find yourself in New York City, you can go see them. However, always seek out things uh, that are not commercial as well as off-Broadway, smaller regional works, you know, the whole thing. Um, But within the last week and a half, I've seen Strange Loop. Fantastic, amazing. The music's so good. It is so well written and directed. It's great and acted. Wonderful. Um, Yesterday, I saw Matinee of Kimberly Akimbo, uh, which was a transfer from uh, the Atlantic Theater Company, which I always love the stuff they do. And it's where I had my first job in New York City. Um, but it's an adaptation of a David Lindsay Bear play. It is like sweet and heartbreaking and uh, really fucking funny. Uh, highly recommend. It's going to get a bunch of Tonys. I can already tell it. And then this afternoon, Isaiah and I saw Ain't No Mo, which is a, pub- uh, yeah, a public theater uh, transfer uh very very good uh straight play well written um i mean it's a straight play but it's really gay um but you know really discusses some heavy hitting things uh in sometimes a very funny and sometimes a very heavy way uh which are both valid so highly recommend those shows um strange loop and ain't no mo are both closing i think within the next two months so if you're in the area or planning coming to the area I highly recommend seeing them. Uh, they're well worth your time and well worth your money. I do want to see Strange Loop. Um, you gotta do it. It sounds good. But fantastic. But I'll yeah. go. I'll go next if I'm forced to it. If you're done. Are you done with your good done. things? Oh my Actually. god, that was so many. Uh, <laughs> so I have three things. The first off, I brought up this YouTube channel slash podcast before called Wait in the Wings where they talk about a lot of different like musical theater stuff. But they recently came out with an episode specifically on Broadway flops. And if you um, are a big musical theater person, I would like implore you to go listen to it because I think it's so good. And it really broke down the idea of like what constitutes a flop and how people have like different ideas of what that is. But more importantly, he really speaks to the heart of like a Broadway flop 
um, doesn't mean that a show is bad and it doesn't mean that that show should never be performed again or is good. Um, also, it talks about how Broadway is not the be all end all of theater. And I just love that discussion because more people need to have it. <laughs> um, and it's well put and he's smart. So go listen to that. Um, today, Vince and I spent the entire day um, binging all of Wednesday on Netflix. And I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. If you like a, a nice little teen comedy, especially with supernatural stuff, I would say give it a listen. Give it a listen. Give it a watch. And finally, my last little thing was um, I, for work, had to go to New York City, which I wasn't too excited about because um, it was a quick little trip. But I got to see Alec and Isaiah and we went and had delicious empanadas and I actually had some drinks, which I never do. Casey had half of one cocktail and was like, woo, I'm tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny and adorable. <laughs> yeah. But by the end of the night, I had three cocktails, which is three more cocktails than I've had in the last like two years. <laughs> yeah yeah um those are many good things they're good it was a good time thanks thanks for the shout out yeah what about you liz um for me i'm gonna go with doing puzzles because i've been doing some puzzles lately and that's been really fun and and i like them and then also i saw glass onion at the theater um i sadly didn't get to see it at an independent theater because netflix boxed out a lot of small theaters from showing that movie which is fucking stupid and also Netflix only had that movie in theaters for a single week, which is also fucking stupid. So anyways, just another good reminder to support your local theaters when you can. And also, fucking, I hate how Hollywood is, like, I hate streaming services, how they've been changing yeah. the movie theater experience. So, um, but yeah, the movie is That's fucking stinks. good and it was super fun to see in a theater. So I'm glad I got to see it in the theater. But uh, yeah, highly recommend it when it pops on Netflix. I think like December twenty third or something. So it'll be a yeah. I think it's right around Christmas. Christmas. Watch, but yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening, and <laughs> tune in next week when Liz is going to talk about something. Something. Bridget Jones Diary. Bridget yeah. Jones Diary. Yeah, it's going to be so good. All by myself. The movie, not the book. Ooh. Oh yeah, oh, I don't well, want to read. No. Well, never yeah. mind. All right, bye. Bye. Bye.